All right, welcome back to the big program. Thursdays in eight, it's always the big double dip as we welcome in our co-hosts, Ladislav Schmid and Mark Spector. We'll get to Speck in one second. Laddie, how was your week, big fella? Good, pretty busy so far, actually. Really? Uh, I had a really busy day yesterday. We went uh, to Vermillion. Oh, hockey? Uh, yeah, it was for the Oilers alumni. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about Oil it. country, yeah. How was it? What did you do? It was fun. A lot, a lot of... Uh, School visits, oh, uh, local businesses. Uh, we visited some local businesses. Uh, it was me and Kevin Lowe and the blue and orange crew. Okay. Hunter was there as well. Hunter was there. Hunter was there. Then we, uh, <laughs> yeah. Then we uh, attended uh, the junior B hockey game as well. So oh, was, did you? Yeah. Oh, good for you. Was it a good game? Oh, we didn't stay for the whole, uh, the whole game. It was <laughs> uh, like I said, we got there at ten and we left like light in the evening as well so mm, cool good stuff yeah. uh all right uh, on the mark uh, powered by booster juice as we welcome in uh, mark specter uh, visit a location today to uh, <coughs> refuel refresh and re-energize or download the new booster juice rewards app to earn order and enjoy uh welcome in mark specter from rogers sportsnet spec you ever go to a junior bay game in vermilion no, but if I was in Vermillion like Laddie, I think there must have been a plate of pierogies out there or some holopchi or something. No, Laddie, you didn't get some, didn't they feed you out there or what? Yeah, they did. We actually started in a little local cheesery and oh. they had some platters and I bought some cheese from yeah. home. So tomorrow is a shakuri board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited for that, not going to lie. <laughs> so you're putting together a charcuterie board for tomorrow yeah. night? Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, my my uh, daughter loves it. My wife as well. So oh. I'm not sure about my son, but whatever. See, he's, he's did you see Becky Scott out there? Becky no. Scott is it was an old uh, cross country skier. Laddie. They mentioned her, but okay. she wasn't there. She oh. won a couple Olympic medals, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They yeah. mentioned her. In, and, in this, yep. Yep. That's yeah. Yeah, one of the top athletes from our region. Correct spec or what? Oh, for sure. I mean, Especially the best athlete ever to come out of Vermillion. And, and you win an uh, Olympic gold medal in yeah. cross-country skiing. That's not something Canadians win many medals in. Well, yeah. you know the, what the uh, bigger she, thing was, Spec, is that uh, she did it all clean. Because remember, all a lot of the medals were yeah. taken back. The golds yeah, from, yeah. from a lot of the athletes were uh, on uh, performance enhancing. I, uh, I yeah, saw her legacy has been. Sorry. sorry? Uh, oh, sorry. Like I was gonna, I was gonna add. I I saw Jeff Wojtka there oh. too. He's from Vermilion. Yeah, so Jeff Wojtka. Yeah. 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 There's a Ukrainian guy if you ever seen one. Hey, laddie? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was great catching up with him. Too. Yeah, he was coaching in Sherwood Park with the Crusaders and, and things like that. Now he's in Lloydminster. Yeah. Yeah, coaching. So. He's, he's getting around. He's getting around. It, yeah. Kind of like you, Spec, getting around. <laughs> yes, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind uh, today? Did you watch the World Series last night or or what? I did. I watched <laughs> the World Series. I watched the whole game last night. Wow, man. And, uh yeah, it was, you know what? It's the old story. Uh, pitching and defense wins championships, right? You know, they, they it was a battle of pitchers till about the seventh, and mm-hmm. then uh, Texas is held, and uh, you know, Arizona's didn't. Texas found a way to get some runs here. You know, Nathan Navaldi, man, he got out of a lot of jams. Uh, th- his first clean inning was the sixth, if you can believe that. So here's the thing that that baseball players should know like so i pitched a lot and i'm here to say i never pitched at any level i was never any good but i pitched a lot i was a volume guy <laughs> so what's the, what's the name of the pitcher for uh of uh arizona zach gallon 
Gallon, that's it. Gallon. Zach Gallon, yeah. So Gallon goes into the sixth with almost a perfect game, right? He goes into the seventh with almost a perfect perfect game. He's walked one. There's no hits. Yeah. So he's been pitching out of the stretch or out of the full windup the whole way through. Well, the first guy gets a hit. Now he's in the stretch. He hasn't pitched in the stretch for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. right? Because he hasn't had a base runner except for one. So all of a sudden he's got a new windup. Boom. Next guy gets a hit. Boom. Next guy gets a hit. I, I'm not breaking any state secrets here, mm-hmm. but I always felt as a pitcher when you when you get a guy when I would get later into a game. I mean, I didn't get many games where I went six innings without base runners, believe me. But when you get a guy that late, and now all of a sudden he's got to go out of the stretch, right? Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ball game, and you can jump on him. And I thought that's exactly what Texas did. They did, they got one hit, they had three hits. He was out of the game. It didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, so you were a baseball player. So yeah. how are, how are you covering hockey? <laughs> I didn't. You know what they say: if you can't do, teach, laddie. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, this, it, that's the best part. Like, see, I can't ask you that question, Spec. It's Alex Westy. I'm just curious. <laughs> laddie can ask you that question. That's awesome. Well, I didn't know you play. I, would say to you, Laddie, I didn't know you. How many writers out there? How many hockey players turn into writers yeah, over the years? I, like, do we I, have I, enough ex-hockey players that we could no. still have writers, or what do you think? I, I would be too nervous to write anything. <laughs> to be honest, like I, I, I don't know. I played, I played hockey, so like I, I don't like criticizing players too mm-hmm. much. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of like a code. Yes. You know, within players, but yeah, we need, we, we need somebody to do it. So yeah. And, and spec does a good job at it. Yeah. Did you, you had no problem well, with when spec was writing about you. Did you laddie? I'm biting my tongue right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes it, Come on, it, it's, it's part of the business. It's part of the business yeah. to be honest. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, you know, like, It's 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 part of it. Yeah, you know it's it's not always comfortable. You, you know, sometimes you don't like to hear it, but you know it is it is what it is. It's part of it. It's the good and the bad, yeah, it's and it all bad. comes yeah, yeah. it all comes uh, together for yeah. sure. So you know, go I ahead, always, I always tell players that you you basically write the stories for me. If you play great, I write about how great you are, and if you play lousy. I write about how lousy you are. You know, if your team's winning, I write about a winning streak. And if your team's losing, guess what? I'm writing about a losing streak. Mm-hmm. So, Fair enough. you know, there's times when you go off the board and write something out of left field. That's the sure you got to have some ideas. But eight times out of 10, it's the player and his performance that dictates the kind of copy that gets written on them. And that's just a fact. Yeah. Mark Spector with us, Kevin Curious, Ladislav Schmid, Sports 1440 807. Uh, Not sure if you caught a little bit of the show earlier, uh, Spec, but today, 45 years ago, uh, the Oilers acquired Wayne Gretzky in the big sale from uh, Indianapolis, paid about uh, $825,000 for Wayne Gretzky, uh, Peter Driscoll, and Eddie Mio. Uh, you weren't in the business at that time, I don't think, but you were just probably a very curious young man thinking about What's going on here? Is this guy going to be any good? Uh, do you remember back then, Spec? 
Yeah, wasn't there a wasn't there a painting a ring that was in that transaction? I think there was. Well, I'm gonna try to. I, I was waiting to call Jim Matheson this morning. I'm not sure what time he gets out of bed because he's the last guy that's still reporting. You know, hockey. He's usually at the gym. Is he at the gym, Laddie? He's at the gym by okay. now. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna text Maddie to come on because he was you know he's still he wrote the article and many guys did and Terry Jones etc. But so, so you think there's a painting and a ring, eh? Yeah. There was it was Scalbania and uh, Pocklington. They mm-hmm. were the same guy. They were these high rolling entrepreneurs that didn't always play by the rules, and mm-hmm. they were flashy and they loved to do business. and And it was a money transaction. And I'm ninety nine point nine percent on this. There was a, a painting that went from Pocklington to Scalbania, <laughs> and I believe that this is how Pocklington told the story. So I'm not telling you it's exactly mm-hmm. true, but that's how he told it was. We almost had a deal. We couldn't quite come to it. He reached over to Eva's hand. He took the ring off. He says, I'll throw this ring in too. Mm-hmm. And that sealed the deal. Oh. It sounds great. I'm not telling you that's the truth, but that's how I've heard it told. It's, it's a cool <laughs> story. That's you awesome. Know. I mean, and a lot of people. Sounds like something out of Europe too. <laughs> it's like, honestly. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm European. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Daniel in Blackfalls texts in to one 1440 Morning, Kevin. I was at Wayne's first game in Edmonton against the Jets. Jeepers. I was 16 then. We honestly did not think he would survive the first period. He looked awkward and so young. For sure, the biggest day in Oilers history, Daniel, in Black Falls. It has to be one of the biggest days, correct, Speck? Oh, are you kidding? In, yeah. in Edmonton sporting history, yeah. you just got the greatest player ever to play the game. I mean, you know, are you kidding me? That was I, I was at the game as a kid, and I'll mm-hmm. never forget. I was at the game wow. against the Cincinnati Stingers, Stingers yeah. when Gretzky signed, signed that 21-year personal services contract with P- Peter Pockington. Mm-hmm. And uh, his little brothers were there. They were wearing those little German Alpine hats. And, uh, he didn't, <laughs> oh, my he went, God. Yeah. He skated out to the contract. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this has been well well documented. He skated out there to sign this contract, and he didn't know if he, if it was a good idea even to sign it. Like, he was nervous as heck, yeah. Prince. Because oh. he's like, I'm signing for 21 years. I'm not sure if I should be doing it. The house is full. Everyone's looking at me. And the story goes, he signed someone else's name on that contract. He didn't sign Wayne Gretzky hmm. <laughs> because he just didn't know what he had to sign something, yeah. but he wasn't sure he wanted a contract. Oh, that's oh. crazy. Yeah, uh, I was with Kevin Lowe <laughs> yesterday, so he told me that uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky's first point came on, um, you know, Kevin Lowe's goal. Yes. Yeah. So in in Chicago. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like wow. Yeah, a long time ago. And um, oh yeah, Gretz would Gretz wouldn't be anywhere near where he is today without Kevin. You know, you're talking spec a little bit about uh, you know yesterday with Ottawa. I think you wrapped it up pretty neatly in that one little post you had. Can you kind of expand on mm-hmm. your thoughts? What happened? Well, it's not just yesterday in Ottawa. It goes back a couple of years. So just uh, let our listeners kind of know uh, where you're coming uh, from yesterday, I guess. Yeah, I thought that the first, you know, the NHL finds the Ottawa Senators a first-round pick because Pierre Dorian did not disclose uh, the no-trade clause in Dodonov's contract, mm-hmm. right? Yep. They uh, he, he he withheld that information. That's what we're led to believe. So they get fined for withholding information. But when Andlauer was buying the Ottawa Senators, the NHL never told him that there was an investigation going on with Shane Pinto and that there was probably a huge fine forthcoming 
on this Dodonov issue. Mm -hmm. So they find the sense for withholding information and the owner that's paying the price, they withheld information from him when they sold him the team. So I'm not sure how that works, Kev. What do you think? I, I just think it, it makes the NHL look very, very bad. I mean, it, it looks oh. like a Mickey Mouse operation. It, I mean, when you have that, I, and the, the thing is you wrapped it up in like, again, in 30 words or less. That, that's what, uh, what everyone was trying to kind of parlay and trying to get out there. Uh, Laddie, you kind of wanted to jump in here? Well, like I have two questions. So why first round? Mm -hmm. Punishment is a first round pick taken away. Why first round? Okay. Isn't it too big of a punishment? Like, I, I don't know. And then with Dorian being fired, like, is it something you should be fired over? Or is it, I know it's a new ownership group. They didn't hire him. Like, I, so I, was it the plan all along to you, get rid of him? And this is like... The straw that broke the camel's back, <clears throat> yeah. probably. I, I would say that, Spec. I don't know if you agree in that. I, I just think with when you have a new ownership group come in and the owner hires one of his best buddies from Hamilton that ran things yeah. so well on the junior level and now he's taking over basically hockey ops on the National League level... Yes, he's doing, uh, you know, an overview of what's happening with the organization. He's probably doing a on-the-job interview with Pierre Dorian. Of course, we're talking about Steve Stales. So yeah. I think it was just a matter of time. Would you say yeah. that's how you feel as well, Spec? Well, it's it's two different things here. Like the Dorian thing is in-house. The NHL never fired Dorian, right? Dorian's missed the playoffs for six years in mm -hmm. a row. So... Dory, and then he had this. He he's responsible for this thing that uh, that cost him a first round pick. Mm -hmm. And there's a been a couple other missteps in Ottawa. So you know what? If they if And Lauer decides I, I need a fresh new guy mm -hmm. who doesn't make so many mistakes and makes the playoffs more often, that's his right. I'm not GMs get fired all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what I don't the part that stands out to me though the NHL like why is there not a computer database where <laughs> if I'm a GM and Laddie's a GM and Laddie's trade me a guy, yep. I can just go on the database and see every element of that guy's contract. Why am I waiting for Laddie to explain to me what the contract states? Why doesn't the NHL have a proper professional system so that there is no withholding a yep. trade cl clause or, you know, an element of a contract? Why the NHL should get their poop in a group mm -hmm. so we don't have this problem, don't you think? I, I absolutely agree. Like you, <clears throat> at, at this age, like 21st century, you have all these databases, analytics, and all this stuff, and this is missing. And plus the agent it's, knows the it, contract yeah, <laughs> back it, and it's, forth. It's honestly crazy to me so. that, that this is happening. And unfortunately, it's again in the NHL. <laughs> like, yeah, I, it just, would this a, ever happen in any other league? I like I, I doubt that. Bad, it's a but, bad, but bad back, look. back, back to the first round punishment. Is it so? Where is it like somewhere written that if you no. do this, you strip off the first round? It's, it's never I think it's before, too big so. of a pun punishment. Yeah. No, I, I probably agree with you, Laddie. But like, I mean, it's it's the NHL's. They're part of the problem. Everything, and, everything is handled poorly here, for sure. Hey, uh, Spec. Oh my goodness. Yeah, go ahead. One last yep. one for you, Spec. Go ahead. Just wrap. Well, it remember up that the NHL applied a rule on the the cap recapture mm -hmm. on Roberto Luongo that's been costing the Vancouver Canucks a whole bunch of cap space. Something that happened, a contract that was signed before the rule existed. They applied it retroactively to the Canucks, and the Canucks got – if you talk to people in Vancouver, they think that the league absolutely screwed them 
Mm. And I kind of do too. So, you know, all of these different elements here, but, and I'm going back to the pride tape situation mm-hmm. where they come out with that thing out of the blue and then yeah. have to walk back on it. You the know, league's, it, the league needs to get its act together. It doesn't look professional. Mm-hmm. It's not making professional decisions. Mm-hmm. And we're all talking on the radio about, about how Bush league it looks sometimes. Well, so I don't think we're wrong. The thing is like Anlauer is a guy that is a, a big time businessman. And then he sees this being run like, a pile of garbage. He's yeah. like, what am I doing? What did I get myself into? This is really what this Plus is all they about. They sold him a team. Yeah. They told, sold him a team and didn't give him all the facts when he bought the team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that won't make him real happy. No. Uh, I, I assume I bet that he'll be out of the limelight for a little while yesterday because I think uh, uh, I, I, I don't think the NHL was happy with what he said. And he should have said even more yesterday, in my opinion. But you know, you know what I mean? It reminds me of Jason Greger. He told me, look, you got to do this show in the morning with Kevin Carius. And I thought about it and I thought about it. Oh, okay, I can do this. But he never told me I had to deal with Lighty Speed, too. What a treat, hey? What a treat. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good note to end on. Eh? Uh, thanks, Beck. We'll see you down at the rink later today. Uh, yeah. Thanks, buddy. All right, boys. Uh, Okay, have a good one. That's uh, Mark Spector for On The Mark, energized by Booster Juice. Uh, get the boost you need at Booster Juice. We are going to continue this conversation with Ladislav Schmid and Frank Saravalli right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. At Mr. Rooter, they only employ the finest organic grain-fed free-range plumbers. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. Kevin Carries, along with Ladislav Schmid on a Thursday morning as we welcome in Frank Saravalli from Daily Faceoff. Morning, Frank. Good morning, boys. How are we doing? We're doing just great. Just great. Laddie's on fire so far this morning. Ooh, about what? Oh, every, well, we were actually... NHL. Just, <laughs> he's oh. about basically so. the Ottawa aspect. So, I mean... I'm hey, frustrated. The, yeah, I'm he's, he, Laddie's frustrated. I mean, a lot of people are, uh, you know, feel that the NHL's totally clueless here. I'm sure you can give your opinion. You had the article yesterday. So the floor is yours, Frank. Uh, what can you tell us from your perspective on what shook down in Ottawa, not just yesterday, but the last two years, I guess? Well, where do you want to start? I mean, I, I think that's there's so much to unpack, whether it's the Pinto suspension yeah. or this forfeiture of a draft pick. I guess maybe the easiest thing for me to say is that I s- understand the frustration that Michael Andlauer, their owner, is feeling because put yourself in his shoes. This bidding process to get the team went on for so long that I feel like in the end – Whoever won the team, whether it was Ann Lauer or another bidder, probably felt like they were milked out of an extra $100 million toward the end. And a lot of people were curious, like, who are these guys even bidding against? Are they bidding against themselves to end up getting this team? So you do that and you feel really good about the way the season starts, the vibes in your market, how everything's unfolding, and then... 40 days into your tenure as owner, you get hit in the face with a two by four twice by the league. And both of the punishments have nothing to do with you. Both began and predated your ownership of the team. And you felt like you had very little knowledge or insight into both of them happening. Hmm. I think that's the part it's, it's not that, 
the league has lied or anything like that. I think it's just that they probably haven't been as transparent as they could be. And I think that's really the theme of this that stands out for me across the whole thing is even with something as simple as informing the public as to why one of their their players has been suspended for 41 games, we got one statement followed by the league will have no further comment. Mm-hmm. And then we got the suspension or the, the forfeiture of the draft pick yesterday, basically no explanation and the league will have no further comment. I mean, I'm not afraid to dig in and do the work and do the reporting. Yeah. You can read all the details. You can go have a ball on dailyfaceoff.com today to understand and dig in as to what happened. It's just that I think we could all use a dose of transparency here, and that's why the Ann Lauer press conference yesterday was so refreshing. Um, I shouldn't be getting... <laughs> So frustrated over something I can't control. But honestly, we were talking with Kevin yeah. just just before this. Why is Ottawa getting punished? They traded Dadanoff to Vegas. Vegas yeah. Now Vegas is trying to trade him to Anaheim. Ottawa, like, if you trade somebody, shouldn't be like, okay, I'm done with the player basically. And if there is like parts you don't know about the contract, there is agents or you can call Ottawa, whatever you can find out about the, about the contract or there should be a, uh, so, Spec said a good thing. Yeah. There should be a database that you can enter and see what for the GMs to see what the, you know, what the contract is like. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't understand. This is a pretty big punishment for a strong uh, pick. I'm going to disagree with you and say that the Sens had an obligation to provide the information to the team. And yeah, I I understand what your argument is that he was a Vegas golden Knight for eight months. And at that point they had plenty of time to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But if you ask the question, let's say, let's take a step back and let's say laddie, you're buying a new house Mm -hmm. and you say to them, have you had any issues with, termites or your heating system or whatever it might be. And since, you know, or, or let's say Mr. Reuter, this is our headline of the day. <laughs> you know, we, you have an issue with your plumbing. There's a leak somewhere. And the person sitting across from you at the table while the transaction is being completed says no. Well, then you don't really take over ownership of your house and start looking for a leak yeah. somewhere that might not exist. So the same is true here when it comes to the Sens. As part of any normal trade call, the Vegas Golden Knights ask the question on the trade call, is there any no trade clause and is there a list? And the answer they received was no. Okay. So when that happens, it's the Sens obligation to tell them, then you fast forward eight months later and they go to trade him to Anaheim and the deal is invalidated. I understand why the Ducks and the Golden Knights are pissed. Hmm. They're saying, the Ducks are like, hold on a second. We didn't get a second round pick here that we were supposed to. The Golden Knights are embarrassed because they it looks like they don't have their stuff together mm-hmm. and because they didn't get the cap space necessary for that moment in time to complete their other deadline deals. And both of those teams over the last 591 days until yesterday were sitting there saying, why is there no justice here? Why okay. is there no punishment? 
Now, I'm surprised that it's a first-round pick, yeah. and I think that's really the root of Michael Anlauer's anger is that look at all these other things that have popped up. Look at what the punishment is. Why does this specific instance, you know, why does that warrant a first-round pick? I think that's a fair question to ask. It's too but much. are the Sens obligated, mm-hmm. and are they at fault? The answer is also yes. Frank Saravalli with us on uh, Sports 1440, Karius Schmid on a Thursday morning. So, Frank, my kind of question to you is that, so how did Vegas not ever figure out or know in the time that they acquired Dadanov between an agent, between dressing room talk, between anyone? Um, I got a no trade clause in my contract. Contract. Do you like in my mind? I, I almost think that Vegas is trying to pass the buck here because they knew, but they're just saying, "Well, Ottawa sent it to us, so it has to be the same thing," even though that we knew about it. Well, there's something else in play here in terms of the way no trade clauses work that I'm not sure a lot of people have insight or knowledge on, and that is, you have if you have a no trade clause, it says in your contract specifically when a list is due to be submitted. And if your agent drops the ball and does not submit that list by the deadline that's stated in your deal, Mm -hmm. the team is free to go as soon as that day arrives, is free to go out and trade you to whoever they want. Mm. And so that has happened in the past where you've had a player and an agent talk about a list and all of a sudden, for whatever reason, you know, the day comes and goes and the agent doesn't do it. In this case, the agent has proof in an email of when he submitted the list to the Ottawa Senators, and Mm. they didn't convey that information. Uh, So why is it on Vegas? The team that's trading the player from one to the other is not only supposed to, A, acknowledge that the list exists, but B, is supposed to say, here's the list. And the reason for that is because if a team is on the list, there also needs to be another form signed by the player at the table at the time the trade is completed that says, I am waiving my no trade to go to this place. So a lot of times when you have a player that has a no trade and they end up getting moved, mm-hmm. it's because they've waived it, and that's why the agent and player are intimately involved. Um, I guess, okay, the ship has sailed here. How bad does the NHL look on this? <laughs> Awful. I've, I've got to jump in. Sorry. Like So <laughs> NHL is punishing Ottawa for basically withholding this information. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, NHL withheld, uh, withheld the information about when, when the guy with was... The cell. Uh, by the cell. Selling of the team. So, like, this is hilarious to me. Frank, you know, I can see why people say that the league looks hypocritical. And yeah. I'll go back to what I was saying earlier. We could all use a healthy dose of transparency here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's... I don't, no one has any issue with Shane Pinto being suspended for 41 games. Tell us why. And don't give me, oh, it's a privacy concern or this is a negotiated settlement and we're now bound to not speak about it. You could have written the agreement in a different way that says, we're laying all of our cards on the table. Why is it that we know when a guy in the NFL is suspended for all of the details when it comes to gambling? I still think Frank Vegas is, is, Getting away with something here. They had to have what, known. What did Vegas do wrong? 
Okay, there's no way in my mind that Vegas right. did not know about the intricacies of this contract. No way. So it's it, it's not that they didn't know the intricacies. The point is that if Ottawa told them there was no list submitted, then it goes to exactly what I was saying, that the agent then dropped the ball. Then it's on – they think it's on the agent then to submit a list, and until a list is submitted, there is no list. Well, that's as far as they knew it. But Vegas didn't care anything about it when they acquired them. That's that's the point. You don't. Ask, they asked the question once – as required, and were given the answer. And it was on the team supplying the answer to provide the proper one. Now, the question is whether they willfully did it and and tried to obfuscate the information or mm-hmm. whether they just accidentally you know, dropped the ball and didn't share it. I don't think it ends up mattering, and Michael Anlauer acknowledged that it doesn't matter because it's either way, no. it's negligent. I and mean, he's the one that gets, gets screwed here on yeah. a couple of things. So... Um, Steve Steos, interim GM, how long does he stay on? And if he doesn't stay on, Frank, who would you think uh, surfaces in that uh, position? So I I wouldn't be surprised at all if Steve Steos is the guy that ends up remaining as GM. You listen to him talk on Wednesday, that certainly didn't seem like someone that's in a rush to hand the position off to someone else or even to go through a hiring process. He he acknowledged that they're going to take a while to figure out you know, who's available and, and, and what that might look like. But I, I think he's someone having been an OHL GM that worked so incredibly closely with Michael and Lauer in Hamilton, mm-hmm. winning two OHL titles together that he probably feels like he can do this himself. Mm-hmm. And it, I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up being like the Kyle Dubas situation in Pittsburgh, where he goes in as president and says, I'm going to start a search and then gets to two, three, four months down the line and says, no, I'm going to retain that title. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting that Ann Lauer said he liked the two-headed monster having a GM and a president, but I didn't get any sense that there's a, a an urgency to do this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I yeah, I agree. I, I think Stevie might be the guy there. Uh, how secure is the coach's position? Do you think now? I def I think pretty secure, like Is more it? secure than I thought it would be. Mm. Um, oh. Again, based on the way he answered the question, and one of the things that you know, I, I get what everyone is saying. Oh, wait a second, you're telling me that a GM or president of hockey ops professed support for his coach? I mean, it happens all the time, and then you see the guy end up getting fired. That didn't feel like this at all. He was mm. saying that he the players have never cheated DJ Smith on effort. And that was one thing that really stood out to them. Mm-hmm. They feel like with all of the different distractions that have been around this team from the Josh Norris injury uh, to start the season, to the Pinto suspension, to now uh, a three game losing streak. And then this, um, the situation that popped up with the first round pick, there's been a lot of different yeah. things going on around this team. Mm-hmm. I'm not absolving them. They need results. DJ Smith needs wins. But it doesn't seem like head coach is, is right at the top of their yeah. priority list in terms of making the next move. Uh, one last one for you, Frank. Uh, just uh, Carter Hart left the game last night in Philadelphia. Is that serious or anything you've heard there? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's minor. I'll say that. Yeah. I think it's he's going to miss a little bit of time. I, I don't know how long just yet, and the Flyers this morning are in the process of trying to figure that out. Mm. All right. Uh, thanks, Frank. Uh, kind of ran a little long with you, but uh, right. enjoy the weekend, and uh, 
Laddie said he missed you when you were in uh, Edmonton last weekend. I know. Yeah. I, I missed both you guys. It would have been yeah. great to get well, together. Well, we, we wanted to go to the mall and have that beer, but... I know. I didn't I didn't end up making it. A lot of uh. commitments. It's like trying to fit 10 pounds of bleep in a five-pound bag. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Frank. Have a great weekend. Yeah, thanks. See you guys. But uh, our headliner of the day brought to you by Mr. Rooter. There's a reason they call him Mr. Uh, for all your plumbing needs, you can go to mrrooter.ca. Well, we have about uh, 27,000 texts to get through when we come back uh, with Ladislav Schmid right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. 8.42 in Edmonton. Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. We continue our uh, discussion a little bit with Ottawa and all things uh, hockey with the former Oilers and Flames uh, defenseman. Uh, tons of text uh, coming in. Colin says, and Lauer's main issue is the seller, with the seller. When you buy something for $900 million, you expect to have all liabilities disclosed. He's probably also upset with his legal team for not finding this during their due diligence. And the purchase documentation doesn't allow him to go back to the purchasers for compensation. That comes from Colin. Sounds, kind of, sounds like a lawyer that wrote that one in, eh, lady? Probably. Um, yeah. HB says, love when you have Frank on. Always a good discussion. He brings a lot of perspective and, all, and is passionate about these issues. Uh, Walter says, if I'm buying a contract, I thought it's my responsibility to make sure I know what's in the contract, which is what you and I are talking about, Laddie. Yeah. I think Vegas gets off the hook here with nothing. Easily. Easily. I I still think they're responsible. Like, if, if I'm buy, buying something so valuable, I'm not just asking one question. I want to know everything about that contract. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we refer to house. I'm not going to, is the house okay? Yes, it's okay. That's yeah, up to well, you because you're buying it. And I'm buying it. I'm yeah. like, no, the I'm purchaser. Gonna, I'm going to do yeah. do all the research I can because it's a big thing, right? We had one text come in about a home inspection. The purchaser gets the home inspection. Yep. Like what Frank is talking about, not the person that's selling it. Yeah. The person that's selling the house is going, oh. I'm just trying to get rid of this thing, man. Yeah. If there's something wrong with it or whatever. So it's up to the, I, the person I see that's Frank, buying it. I, I see Frank's point. I do. But I, maybe I'm too old school but uh hb goes again vegas golden knights are the nhl's golden child i mean they make a lot of money for the league Batman loves them yeah well and and the other part of this is nhl is they did exactly the same thing they but but, but they withheld this, the information before they purchased and now they're punishing the team um, for a similar thing like i what a joke circus Let's call it circus. <laughs> uh, Team Dean, not ha- oh, this was it. Team Dean, it's on the purchaser to get a home inspection. Nice try, Frank. <laughs> so yeah. he wasn't happy with Frank's perspective on that, and I think you and I agree on that. And that's kind of what we were we were discussing with Frank. Yeah. Uh, Duke's got something here. I know we're we're like riding on this buying a home analogy, but if we take just the idea of buyer and seller to a different strain of mind, like I used to sell cars like that's what i did for a living if you're selling a used car it is on the seller to disclose like you have to provide the inspection on that used vehicle that it went through all the paces and if something is proven not uh correct about that after the fact after after sale then it's back on the seller like the liability is on them because you like you said that this inspection passed like the amvic inspection if we're talking about buying Mm -hmm. and selling used cars in alberta a private sale like buying and selling cars off Kijiji, totally different. It's buying as is. But if you're a professional 
selling yeah. a used car, I it think- is on the se- it's the liabilities on the seller to provide. Um, all the like disclose all the information about the vehicle. So like I get where you guys are coming from, but is, it's like that's is there only... a written rule in the NHL? That... Yeah, and that's I mean, what we're, I mean. We're we're, we're trying we're, to use different analogies from outside yeah, of sports, but not, not all of them apply. I think it's yeah. unfair to I mean to be talking houses, cars, and and, yeah. and, a, and a billion dollar franchise here exactly, and especially when you have a multi billion dollar league that is overseeing things. Um, There's so many things wrong in this. Yeah, it just uh, stinks. Yeah, it stinks. Um. Yeah. Uh, start cheering for Ottawa, I guess. <laughs> well, maybe a guy should start cheering for Ottawa. I like the owner. Yeah, I like when he came up. I like Stevie Steos. I yeah. want him to do good. Yeah. I th- I think I think first round pick is ridiculous too. Mm-hmm. In all of this, ridiculous. Uh, Framer Johnny goes. I thought you guys were impressed how Dorian had tied up the core players long term and set up Ottawa for the future. Why would you fire him? We did discuss this, you and I. I, I we, we just said that. Yeah. Of of the air, I he did he he made some mistakes along the way, mm-hmm. but towards the end, all your key players are locked up long term on good contracts. So yeah, but new ownership group. He's not your guy. Now we talk about the coach. Mm-hmm. They all said he's safe, you know. And we talk about the the teams playing hard for DJ Smith, and I agree. But I I, I mentioned to Kevin too that yeah. I think Brady Kachuk is the main reason that's why they play hard because he sets the tone. Mm-hmm. He like I'm pumping up his tires. Like I like him as a player. Yeah, you know he. Uh, <laughs> He sets the tone. He he will do anything to win the hockey games, and I I think that's 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 great. The other players see it and they just follow his lead. Right. I I don't think it's just the coach. He's I, one I think, of my favorite players yeah, in the league. He's he does it all. He's one of my favorite captains. Like yeah. honestly, he sets the tone. I like and a it's guy. Contagious. Yeah, I like a guy that supports his brother too in the Stanley Cup playoffs, walking yeah. around town with. Yeah. That was in. Well, he wasn't even. Yeah, was it still in Calgary? He's got two yeah. Bud Light in the back pockets. You know, <laughs> walking around Calgary. I thought that was lots of fun. <laughs> uh, loving life, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, um, we're going to kind of go back to this uh, Wayne Gretzky 45 years ago, only because uh, Perry sent me uh, a text uh, to my text line at uh, Kevin at sports1440.ca. Uh, Kevin, here's the actual trade uh, contract oh. uh, that brought Gretzky to Edmonton. Uh this iPhoto is of the facts that hung in Pocklington's office. Uh, you can see the trade was done November 1st. Lots of rumors about the trade, what happened. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was Pocklington helping out his friend Scalbania, who at one point owned the old owned the Oilers and sold them to Perry. And I said, you know, thank you, Perry. And he goes, no problem. There are so many stories about this. Like they didn't know if they were going to go to Winnipeg or Edmonton. They would not have to go on the plane unless the terms of the contract were met. Once they were met, they knew where they were going. Now the Puck uh, Puck and Nelson were pals. They were in business uh, together. And Perry says, "I, I really wish the Oilers would recognize the WHA. No WHA, no Gretzky, no Gretzky in Edmonton, no Oilers in the NHL. Uh, I, I think the Oilers have done a pretty good job of going back to the roots and recognizing guys like Al Hamilton and, and things like that. Yes, they did. Um, but this um, contract, uh, it, it's unreal that you when you see it, the date is 11-1-78, and it's just going through it. It's typed on you know just a letterhead from Nelson Scalbania." Uh, 
uh, you know, just uh, Oilers on the following terms and conditions. Edmonton to assume the right of Peter Driscoll, assume the balance of his three-year contract, uh, to assume Edward Meal, Edmonton to assume the rights of Wayne Gretzky and assume the balance of his four-year contract plus three-year option if I can the, the print is really small so it's kind of neat to see and this is a like you could see this again this was hanging on the wall in Peter Pocklington's office so uh, pretty neat story yeah. for sure uh, Rockford comes in hey laddie would a guy like Jan Ruta help settle down the Oilers blue line I think he is a guy that could be had uh, Jan Ruta laddie is, uh, Czech is a defenseman uh, yeah, yeah are you familiar with him a little bit or yeah what do you think of that he would add he would add a depth but I don't think he is the answer to be honest okay. it, it would help but you're still trying to get you know some of the young guys chance right yeah. like so yeah so he's in San Jose right now no I know uh it, it it wouldn't hurt. Certainly, wouldn't hurt. But I don't know. Is he the answer? I don't know. That's My, what the texture yeah, wants to know. You know. think you think probably not. Probably, probably not. It would help for now. But so, what are we doing here? You know, he's thirty three years old, and he's at two point seven five for two more years. Yeah, they got nowhere to f- squeeze that in. Yeah, you got to you got to send three mil out. Yeah. So who are you mm-hmm. sending out? <laughs> Like it's nice. These are all great trades to try to get, and and maybe he would help as a you know a, maybe you he know would help you know would be nice bigger for him to bigger get body. He's a bigger guy, right? Yeah. So, but I I don't yeah. Uh, text come in from uh, <laughs> from Team Dean for the record. Oh no, that's you, Duke. No, no, that's oh the Duke and the Team Dean's going at it here. Uh, for the record, I hate Vegas. They haven't earned anything and have been gifted everything by the league from the expansion draft to being exempt when Seattle came in to every shady LTIR and trade they've been allowed to make. I like this. There's a, this. Lot, of, there's a lot of hate there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the way you read it, too. <laughs> oh, man. Um, doesn't the NHL review trades? And signs off on them. That's kind of what our point has been all morning here. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm out of words now. It, I'm, it's still, I'm still upset. I might come home and uh, my wife's gonna be like, "Why are you in such a bad mood?" Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? We haven't. We uh, the hammer texted in the other day. Didn't mention anything about you. It was just a nice, right, Duke? It was just a normal text by the hammer. Wow. Yeah, he sent something uh, when we were talking with Schlemko yesterday. I can't even remember exactly what it was. I'll go, I'll go dig it yeah. up here. Or maybe Schlemmer, Hammer's eh? listening, uh, listening, and he'll send another one into Laddie right now, and then his no, one from yesterday I'm, I'm will be I'm right at the top I'm of the sending queue. love out to, to Hammer tonight. Only love. And only yes, love. Yesterday was positive Wednesday. Now it's positive Thursday. <laughs> only, only positive days on the Kevin Carey show. Well, we just had like negative 30 minutes <laughs> talking about the NHL. So, Oh, man. People are, they, they're just as confused by, I guess, the incompetence by the NHL. All our texters, have, they've come in. Thanks for all your texts, by the way, at one 401 So now NHL won't further comment on this? That's the problem, again. And, and the one word, and but, we've used this word with the Edmonton Elks about a million times, transparency. Just be transparent yeah. about what you're doing. That's all that people want to know. 
So like, w- yeah, guys, you called us, but yeah. we're not going to comment yeah. about and it. And like, it's again, it's it's you know whatever two years ago. Uh. Um, <laughs> it's like the easiest thing to do. Uh, team Dean goes, "LOL, Carius made it sound like I'm mad at the Duke." <laughs> <laughs> no, we were. Uh, I think probably just because you said we were going at it, we were just having yeah. a, a very polite discourse back and forth over the text a couple messages clarifying what i was saying about the like auto inspection versus uh, say a home mm-hmm. inspection so it was uh it was all in uh all in good nature the the conversation all between friends here myself and team dean i'm friends with everyone on the text yeah. line you are everybody dude. loves everybody That's well the, uh, everybody loves ELA the semi-pro Jackie Moon. yeah Jackie you missed Moon. uh earlier the duke was talking about when he was at uh the delburn rodeo mutton busting is uh how old were you uh when i was doing that i would have had to have been like i don't know five or six maybe Kevin's just uh, letting our nine o'clock oh. guest in here, a uh, big name coming in. So we'll uh, we'll have that at the top of the hour. But popping the door open, Kevin Carius, radio host, also doorman yeah. at Sports 1440. Carlton, the doorman from the old Rota <laughs> He's doing episodes. Great job. From the old Rota episodes. Uh, uh, when we come back, Ken Lacoust has just entered the uh, Stingray Studios here uh, in West Edmonton Mall. He'll guest with us, uh, talk about the old days and some. Uh, New days coming up with some uh, young up-and-coming boxers on the Edmonton uh, boxing scene that Kenny's involved with. And uh, this all started last week with Laddie, and, and we were talking about... I like, pressured you into it. Yeah, you, you did. You, yeah. We were talking about George Foreman, and then yeah. I said, well, Ken Lacusta fought George Foreman, and you went, what? you got to be kidding. Yeah. And so that's no kind of how, how this all uh, started. So Kenny will guess, guess with us uh, coming up. At the top of the hour before that, uh, uh, Sports 1440 up to date, update brought to you by the Edmonton Oilers. Do not miss your chance tonight to see the Oilers take on the Dallas Stars at 7 o'clock. Great tickets are selling fast, so secure yours now at edmontonoilers.com slash tickets and make Rogers Place the ultimate home ice advantage. Here is the Duke.